Welcome back to Sons of Swoop, episode two. I'm Joe. I got my best buddy Jeff right here next to me. Hello, hello. And we got a lot to talk about today. Week one, Philadelphia Eagles. We are going to break it down. We are going to give our honest opinions, and then we're going to move on to what we feel going forward in the season. So, Jeff, you want to start us off? What are we talking about today? Well, week one's always weird, isn't it? Uh, you never really know what, what to expect. Uh, but, you know, overall, we got the win. We're not going to overreact. We're going to be we're gonna have a balanced take here. It's week one. It's in Detroit. You know, no one's really prepared for these types of games. Um, you know, they come out. Kazir White makes this phenomenal tackle. And right I, away. I, first, I, first one. I'm thinking, oh, we are about to make a statement here. And then they just come and blow us up for 16 yards, 20 yards. 15 yards and ultimately just run the ball down our throat and score a touchdown. So, um, you know, who would have thought and, that was happening to and, start the season? But, yeah, I think that's the balance. Is this just game one stuff or is some of this stuff, you know, bigger than just game one? Um, well, let's start with the defense. I mean, I think the defense really was the big story of week one. That's the story. So we're starting off with the bad. But we haven't talked in person yet this week. So we've been texting back and forth, but... We want to talk about defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's number one. We've been waiting for this. So um, we'll start off um, going back to last week. I said my biggest worry about this team was Jonathan Gannon and the defense. And Boy, oh, put on a show. Oh, <laughs> all my fears. All my fears, all my nightmares came true. Week one, you know, we thought, hey, he's got more talent. Mm-hmm. Um Last year, we, we had every excuse in the book for him. He didn't have talent. He did what he had to do. He'll change this this season. And I didn't see any change. I saw the same things that he was doing last year that was wrong. Um, we can break it down even further to what I really didn't like. But what did you think? And I'll end with this for Gannon. It was a disgrace. <laughs> it was, And this is not week one overreaction because... It, it's a build-off over last season. You had one whole season and a whole off-season to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness, it was terrible. So yeah. what did you think of, of our boy John, Get JG, as he likes right. to go by? So we're, you know, we're talking about the opening drive and whether that's on Gannon or the players. Maybe the players weren't ready. Whatever. Um, you know, they came down the field. They scored a touchdown fine. My biggest issue with Gannon is when... The Eagles started to build, you know, a pretty comfortable lead. It, it, we didn't put the game away by any means, but, you know, we had some room. So, you know, the second half starts, and Jonathan Gannon says, you know what, this, what was it, a 17-point type yeah, lead? Seven, yep. You know, why don't we just put everyone 10 yards off of the wide receivers, you know, put our safeties back in, we, back we, in our own end zone, and just zone, let yes. Jared Goff calm down the field. And just take ten yards here, ten yards there. Let's let's not put any pressure on him. Uh, let's not blitz. Let's let's let DeAndre Swift just keep taking eight nine yards at a time. That was my biggest issue. He just wasn't aggressive at so, all, and it allowed the Lions yeah. to hang in the game. Yeah, there's there's a couple things I want to touch on with Gannon, and then we'll get into like the specific position groups and players and and how they looked. But what I didn't like, I think that especially on defense. The players take on the personality of the coach. And this scheme is a read and react and sit back and wait and unaggressive defense. Now, 
I'm not Mr. Old School Buddy Ryan Blitz every time kind of guy. I get that's not <laughs> yeah, how... Yeah, a lot of the quarterbacks the, are just too good that's, to constantly blitz every down, but you it, have to do it. But it's it's more than that. It's There was a couple issues I had. We go out and we get this guy, Jordan Davis. We go out and we get this guy, Hassan Raddick. And we just misplay everything. We go a four-man rush instead of a five-man rush. We have Sweat and Reddick dropping back into coverage. Jeff, do you remember Trent Cole <laughs> dropping back and covering a, a receiver? Very rarely. Very no, rarely. You're going, so, and I wasn't a huge Jim Schwartz fan, but Jim Schwartz's thing with the front four was see ball, go after ball. See quarterback, go after quarterback. That's it. Gannon's defense is, well, you got to protect that gap or this gap, and you got to wait till after the ball snap. Uh, and I think that it is a weak mindset. I think it's a weak defense. And I think a lot of the poor tackling comes from a, they're waiting to see what happens. And they're not just attacking. Uh, also, these we have talent. The fact that they're not tackling, what were they doing all offseason? Yeah. It's his job to get them prepared. I, I know it's week one. I know there's going to be missed tackles. Mm-hmm. But it was... Oh my goodness! I mean, the I, running I, I, backs were running wild on us. They were. I, I really wasn't expecting the missed tackles. I mean, that that is uh, typical Philadelphia Eagles type defense. You know, we have corners who can't tackle, linebackers who can't tackle. But not with this roster. With the roster that Howie Roseman built, it seemed like this team was going to be solid with the fundamentals, and that the real question mark was going to be Jonathan Gannon. And he did. He did not coach a good game by any means, but the players did look sloppy too. And I'm, I'm going to put a little bit on the players as well. Yeah. I mean, I think we thought that this defensive line was going to be a well, run-stopping we'll, we'll defensive line. I think maybe Gannon thought that you know he could send four most of the time and that they'd be able to put enough pressure on the quarterback, and that just wasn't the case. I mean, granted, I really didn't realize this going into Sunday, but apparently the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They do. Um, and I mean, it was pretty evident. I mean, they played great. We. Hardly had any pressure on Goff. They were um, creating giant holes for DeAndre Swift, who was just running wild. So, you know, between week one, um, it's just being weird, and, you know, maybe the players are a little unprepared. I'm going to let it slide and not overreact, but um, it would have been nice to see the defensive line, especially. So so I'm going to overreact a little bit. And, again, it's to get not playing to the player's strengths. Hassan Reddick's 220 pounds. He's got to be that fifth guy. That's why you have to have the five-man rush instead of the four-man rush. Jordan Davis not being in. I, I'm going to say this. Jordan okay? Davis is hardly in. I don't but, even think I saw Hassan Reddick until like the second quarter. But, I was but, looking for him. I was like, where is he? But the thing about Davis, and I've been hearing it all week. And again, this is why I'm glad we're doing the podcast a couple days later. We could hear what people are saying. But... He's out of shape, or he's not ready to play. He plays nose tackle. It's not a complicated position. You know, like, you had, he's a professional athlete. How are you not ready to go? Like, I, I don't understand that. Is it him? Is it Gannon? Uh, I don't know. But to get back to the defensive line, Fletcher Cox, was he asleep the whole he game? Is, is he done? Javon Hargrave, the only time I saw him play is when he got run over by a running back, and he's 300 pounds, getting knocked on his butt. Uh, Josh Sweat, I didn't see him all game. We got no pressure on the quarterback. But the interesting thing, you said it before. After that first terrible drive, Gannon actually called a pretty good game for about a quarter yeah, and I a th- half. I think we had maybe three or four straight three He blitzed a couple times. People yeah. were going crazy. He started to settle in. And then we get a lead. He goes into the softest zone ever. And I don't care if you got Darrell Rivas back there. If you're 15 yards back... 
It doesn't matter. And by the way, Goff, if you give him enough time, he'll make the play. But what oh, was, sure. what was interesting, though, ball. when they blitzed, even if they didn't really get that close to him, he sailed the ball every time, even if they just sniffed him. Mm-hmm. So he stopped so blitzing. It didn't make sense. Um, but, like, yeah, so... We I mean, got, listen, there, there's a time yeah. and there's a place for the pre- prevent defense. I mean, it's typically, you know, uh, six or seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and you have a substantial lead. You don't throw the prevent defense out there to start the second half of a, you know, double-digit lead so, in, in a yeah. national football game. It, it just it was just poor scheme. I'm hoping we don't have to see this again, but I, I think we are, Joe. So, well, well, we'll get into that at the end. But, okay, we hit the defensive line. Literally no standouts. Except, you know, we all saw the stats when Davis played. Our run defense was way better. Now, I know there's context to that, but it's I get correlation and causation. We both took psychology in college. We get it. But it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out. You put Jordan Davis in there, it's going to be harder for them to run. All right, let's move on to linebacker real quick. Any standouts there for you? No. Not 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 at all actually. Um, they were pretty quiet. No one really yeah. made any great plays. I mean, I mean the Lions well, put thirty five on us, so it's really hard to say there's too many standouts well, there. I I actually thought Kaiser White played well, but he's you know converted safety. He's not going to be a run stuffer. I thought he was good in coverage. He helped on that interception. He had that first tackle. I thought he looked pretty good. Outside of that, the Kobe Dean didn't even play. No, uh, which I thought is kind of silly. I didn't notice Edwards. Uh, but part of that, I think, is because the defensive line was so weak. Running backs just ha- had such huge uh, gaps to run through. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Looking at the secondary. Yeah. Secondary, um, I yeah. mean, we have that, that electric pick six. Welcome to the team, Bradbury. Yeah. Uh, Terrible tackling, I think, all around from the secondary, though. It, it, they, they Terrible. They missed a tackling. lot of tackles. But I think once actually, once Gannon had you know, our, our normal defensive scheme in, you know, after that first touchdown, the corners were locked down. They, they were not throwing the ball well on us. And, you know, it's yeah. hard to say, like, in the second half, once they're playing, you know, 10 yards back, was it really a secondary's fault that these receivers are catching, you know, 8, 10, 12-yard passes every single, every single snap? I mean... I'm not. I'm not I'm worried not about the second. I'm not either. worried about the cornerbacks. I'm not. And again, it's more the scheme with them, 100. Um, percent I was fighting with a guy on Twitter about. They were saying Maddox played bad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember any yeah. big plays Maddox played. Right. But they, and usually, anyway, if you don't see the corner on TV, because they're doing a pretty it, good job. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you. I thought, except Slade did drop an interception. He did. He's and he's known to do that. Hey, big <laughs> play, Slade. You got that would have put the game away, man. I mean, I get it. Uh, he let up a touchdown, but that touchdown. Uh, to St. Brown was, he was right on his guy. I can't really blame him for that. Oh, yeah, that was, that was just uh, a great throw. Now, safeties, uh, Gardner Johnson, I'm not going to, that's week one. I'm not going to judge him. He just got on the team. I thought he did a good job in coverage. He missed a couple tackles. Now, I'm going to bring this up. I don't know what you're going to say, but I thought the best tackler by far in the whole defense was Marcus Epps. Joe, I mean, he. I 100% agree with you. You okay. were talking about yeah. Marcus Epps last week. When I thought of him, I was like, yeah, because well, last he's week you were not high on him. He's a fine player. He's not going to, you know, he's not a game-changing type player. And, you know, he going into the season, you know, you think he's probably one of your weak spots. But um, I thought he played really well. Yeah, I he, thought, I see, I was interested in what you were going to say there. Because I know last week you weren't high on him. I think he missed one tackle, but everybody on that defense. I think it was on the first the 50-yard run he missed the tackle, but everybody missed the tackle on that. But he had a huge hit. He had a couple big hits. He was a guy that was actually wrapping up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Slay, I saw Bradbury, I saw Gardner Johnson throwing their shoulders in. To me, that's Gannon. Teach these guys how to tackle. <laughs> uh, like, that's unacceptable to me. you got to try to wrap up. And like I said, Hargrave falling on his butt trying to make a tackle when he's 300 pounds. But, all right, 
Anything else on the defense? No. Uh, we'll um, talk about them when we get to the Vikings and what mm-hmm. we think is going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. But anything about this game that stuck out? No, I, I think that's it. We're not going to, you know, like I said, I'm not going to overreact to uh, I got one more thing. points on the line. Go ahead. I got one more thing. And this just irked me a little bit. I don't want to be the no fun person, but when we got that fake sack because Goff dropped the ball and it was really... Oh, uh, Fletcher celebrated. And Fletcher Cox is celebrating yeah. after being horrendous the whole game. Yeah, that- uh, I, dude, like, <laughs> you, and this is two years in a row where he's been bad, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a good play. Like, it was, we were lucky that he missed the snap. You haven't gotten close to him all game. Uh, I don't want, I mean, Fletcher Cox is an all-time Eagle great. I don't want to, you know, talk bad about him, but be a leader, dude. I would, if I would have done that, I would have just got up and walked away <laughs> and not, ce- like, there's nothing to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a real sack. Um, yeah, it wasn't I mean, a real I, sack. I get, I like when they're having fun. Um, that wasn't the time, that, that No, I totally agree, because I was going to say, like, the Super Bowl team, like, that defense just had, like, a ton of fun, and they would do those celebrations. Yeah. And they, but they were also a, a really good defense. Yeah. The, the Lions, you know, were driving the ball down the field every single drive, and you're getting no pressure, and it wasn't yeah. even a real sack, and the game was not even close to over at that point, yeah. so. All right, so um, let's let's end the defense. The only thing we'll say is the worrisome thing is the Detroit Lions do not. Other than they have a pretty good offensive line, they got a pretty good running back. So does everybody. They don't have a good offense, so it was worrisome. Let's go to the defense. I mean, the offense. Jeff, um, I guess let's start with our boy Jalen Hurts because yeah, that, that's, that's the other start. talk of the town. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we haven't really talked about it. I'm interested to see what you have to say because it was a weird game. It was a weird. So, game. what do you think about Hurts? And then you know we can talk a little bit about. The game, uh, the game plan and, and play calling, Sirianni, Steichen. So what do you think? Yeah, so I didn't think Jalen Hurts was amazing. Okay. I, I don't think he was amazing. I don't think he was also horrible. I think he's catching a lot of you know bad rap after week one about the way he played. I didn't think – I actually thought he was um, more good than bad. Um, he started the game maybe over 5, over 6, and people were kind of overreacting to that. But if – you, you watch the game, there was a few drops in there. You know, the receivers weren't really helping him out. Um, he made a couple of really nice throws, especially um, uh, towards the end of the second half when we were on that final drive to A.J. Brown. That was an absolute beautiful dime, just laid it right in there. Um, and he had, you know, he had other throws with tight windows. Um, I think he does a great job at sensing pressure. He can buy time. Um, he did a great job with his legs. I mean, you think he ran for, you know, close to... 60 yards or so. He, he, he 90 yards. He had 90 yards. 90, 90 yards, yards and a touchdown. Okay, so, I mean, when your quarterback can do that, I mean, sure, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but if he's going to buy that much time and he's going to be able to accumulate yards on the ground like that, I think that's a tremendous asset, and I think that's you, you can win like that. Yeah. So what did you think about Hurts? All right, so going over Hurts, it was a weird game because I've never really seen a defense be as aggressive as the Lions did. They blitzed. And played like press man every time. And our offensive line did a bad job, in my opinion, picking up the blitz. They were not great in pass protection. No, they weren't. But we'll, we'll get to the offensive line in a second. I thought Hurts, it was a weird game because, number one, most of his targets went to A.J. Brown. Now, I've heard that as a criticism this week, which I think is ridiculous. If A.J. Brown is open and <laughs> it is working all game, I don't care if he doesn't throw it to anybody else. It worked all game. Yeah. A.J. Brown's a beast. A.J. Brown was phenomenal. I don't... And we'll get to next week. Again, the, the Lions were being so aggressive that he could do that. 
I do you blame him for going to AJ Brown at like absolutely at, not. Okay, no. if you're, if you're, yeah, if your receiver's that good. And he's getting open. I don't care who it is. And it was working. <laughs> it, it, was yeah, working. it was working. He was, other than the first pass, I think he caught every other target. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I think um, he had one drop. Um, which the first one wasn't a drop though. The receiver hit it before. He yeah, his hands. yeah. Uh, and and it was the timing was off. He wasn't ready for the throw. But so the second part of this, and I've been hearing this a lot this week. Jalen Hurts can't run 17 times. He can't do it. It's like almost whatever Jalen Hurts does, there's going to be criticism. I thought this game called for him to run that much, and he didn't run 17 times. He took some kneel downs. That should not count as a run. But it he's, of course he's not going to run 14, 15 times a game. But they blitz so much. Guess what? Every time he ran, it was a great play. Uh, and there was a guy in the backfield in his face right away. And I'm going to say this, Jeff. It might be a little controversial. We've had great running quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks in this town. Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't remember Cunningham, but mm -hmm. we certainly remember Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick. And I'll even throw Carson Wentz in there. Not really a runner, but definitely so mobile. Elusive. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, out of all of those guys that I've seen, is the smartest runner. He might be the best runner. He's not the fastest. Mm -hmm. I think Michael Vick was the most electric. For sure. Um, but the way Hurts runs, I mean, you saw it in this game. He's getting first downs. He's getting positive yardage. On these crazy blitzes, he's making something out of nothing. Now, again, I've heard he's got to go to his hot read. Okay, but he took the safe first down. I'm not upset about that. Second part of this, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Uh, part of that being a smart runner. I remember Michael Vick. I remember Carson Wentz especially. Donovan McNabb. They, they were great runners. Michael Vick was like the fastest quarterback I've ever seen way faster than Hertz sure but they were like stupid when they ran they would take these huge <laughs> hits they would net none of them would slide Jalen Hurts runs out of bounds he slides and in this game people are freaking out because a couple guys hit him a little late well look at a lot of these other pocket quarterbacks I mean every quarterback unless you're Eli Manning who falls down before you know like when he sees a guy even coming close to him they're gonna get hit I don't think while he's sliding the guy kind of jumps on him that's why they weren't flown, throwing the flag, by the way. And they should have a couple of times. But he wasn't, I don't think, getting hit that hard. In fact, his biggest hit was when he threw the ball. And I think that's when he got the, uh, it was Tracy Walker. That's That was on a pass play. That was probably the biggest hit, and it was a cheap shot. Uh, he's That's his biggest weapon is his legs. I want him using it. And listen, if he gets hurt, that's that's football. I, I just I think he's really safe with the ball. Hasn't turned it over. Since his rookie year where he had a lot of fumbles, he's done a 180. I'm fine with him running. No, what do you I, think? I 100% Sorry agree. for that long. No, I, everything you just said with, I totally agree with. He's he's one of the smartest runners I've seen. Uh, he knows how to slide. You know, Michael Vick didn't know how to slide. No, he, Wentz would run into the line. Wentz had absolutely no awareness. Wentz was very reckless. Hey, listen, if you're going to slide and someone's going to come in late and you wind up getting hurt, that's that's not on you. That's that's, that's the, the other game. player being a dirty player. Yeah, that's football. Yeah, and so happens... I think some of the Lions did come in pretty yeah. late, well after he slid. Um, yeah. That's that's not on Hurts. I mean, that's that's the refs' job because they they let it go a few times and they finally threw the flag. Yeah. Um, the refs have to do a better job of controlling that. But I agree, Hurts is a great runner. That's what makes him um, such an electric quarterback. You know, because he doesn't have the strongest arm, so he has to do these other things. Um, you know, buying time in but, the pocket yeah. and but taking 90, off when it's there. Ninety yards and a touchdown. And I think he had like ten first downs. Uh, I'll, I'll take and the offense scored thirty-one points. And we'll get to Sirianni, 
but they were pretty sloppy. They were not ready to play, in my opinion, uh, compared to the Lions. No, I agree with yeah. that, too. They, they definitely came we're out... We're more talented than the Lions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, talent eventually prevailed. Um, but, yeah, Hurts isn't trying to, you know, truck guys over like Josh Allen. I, I don't see Hurts... I don't see this being a problem um, in terms of his health or, you know, potential injuries. I, if, when yeah. it's there, if, if they're going to let you run 8, 10 yards, Yeah, get off. the first down. Who cares? Well, how many times has he been hurt in his career? I mean, I know he was banged up in the playoff game, but, you know, how many times has Vic... McNabb and Wentz been actually injured. Uh, even look at a pocket quarterback like Sam Bradford would get hurt all the time. Even our boy Nick Foles. I know we love him, but he always he got hurt. He's, the, he's not a fast guy at all. So Hurts, I think, is yeah. so smart when he's running. But let me just break down his throat now. Because, uh, again, I thought his passes to A.J. Brown, uh, for the most part, were great. I love that connection. I'm going to go back to my uh, what I said last week. And, and we had a little bit of disagreement here. I said A.J. Brown's a 1A, Devontae Smith's a 1B. Now, I think Devontae will have his day. Sure. But when I say A.J. Brown's an A1, this is what I mean. He will run people. He's a game changer. Mm-hmm. You go to him 10 times, and he's going to run people over. And you can throw him a deep ball, intermediate ball, slant route. You he can, can do everything. He can yeah. do everything. The, yards after yeah. the catch. He's an absolute beast. Like, he is... The best that's not on a slight team. on Devontae. No, that's not a slight on Devontae. Devontae's just a different type of receiver. Um, I know a lot of people are upset they didn't have any catches last week, but hey, listen, we put up 31 points yeah. and we run the game. We won the game. So um, if A.J. Brown's going to get open every time, um, you know, just keep, yeah. keep uh, space in the field, Devontae. That's, right. that's fine with me. Negatives about Hurts. Uh, he threw the one uh, shoelace catch to A.J. Brown that he caught. Obviously, yeah, I hurt. hate when quarterbacks do that. Yeah. You know, they, they they sometimes are just like so surprised when they see their receiver that wide open and they try to just kind of, you know. Well, he did that again. The, the, the worst pass of the day, which got me depressed. Uh, and again, I'm glad we're doing this podcast a couple days later because I can. Me and Jeff are super emotional when we watch <laughs> the game and we take it very personally. Yeah. And it. So the, the pass to Kenny Gamewell at the end of the half, first half, that would have been a touchdown that he was wide open, there was no pressure, and he threw it into the ground. That was his worst pass of the day. Um, you know, that can't happen. But outside of those two passes, as far as accuracy, I thought he was pretty accurate the rest of the day. Sure. Uh, now, he threw the ball away a couple times. The first drive, again, who cares? If, if, if He got batted down a couple times, but you can't tell what his accuracy is. Off of that, you know, if the, you know, if the, and they were blitzing a lot, so there was extra guys in his face. But you can't tell what his accuracy is if they bat down the ball at the line, which is going to happen. He's a shorter quarterback. Michael mm-hmm. Vick did that all the time. I remember Chip Kelly in practice had like two giant, oh, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> I those, tried to bat down the passes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought we didn't have to. Uh, you know, we ran so much. I thought he looked good for what was kind of a sloppy just day. Uh, but let's move on to... We talked about the wide receivers because it was all A.J. Brown. Yeah. Uh, we're not worried about Devontae. We agree on no, that? No, we're not, we're not worried about uh, Devontae at all. We'll get to Quez. And I thought Pascal on his one catch, which was a third down. Uh, I thought that was great. That, they the got to use him more there. We'll talk about that because he's big, strong. He could be that Jason Avant kind of guy. Oh, I like it. Uh, I like the comparison. Yeah, it just uh, he looks like a good receiver to me. Not a superstar, but and then do we want to talk offensive line next or yeah, receivers? Let's, let's talk about the offensive line in the running game. Um, okay, we'll put them together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you know I thought going in the key to beat the Lions, um, who apparently 
we played them the year Last before, year. and we I think we, we ran like 400 something yeah. yards. Yeah, oh, we, we destroyed. So I thought that was going to be you know the key to success in this game, and it turns out that it was both with Jalen using his legs and then Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders had a great game. Um, finally got on the uh, scoreboard after incredible. Like he did, yeah, he yeah. didn't get on last year, which is just just crazy because you know he had a he had a pretty good season. I know he's hurt a lot, but um, you know the offensive line. Although you're right, they didn't do great with pass protection. They looked absolutely elite when it came to the to the run block. I mean, they were creating holes left and right. Our guys were just running wild. And you know if you're gonna play that ground and pound big man football. I love it. I'm so, all for it. So yeah, let's let's break it down. So I think I said this last podcast. I said they're gonna come out throwing the ball. They want to throw it early and run it to put it away, which I'm okay with. I think that's how the good teams win. And then with Jalen Hurts, you just have the you know the option to run every time. Uh, Miles Sanders, you really brought it up last week, but I totally agree with you. People are sleeping on him. He's been a really solid running back since he came into the league. He's just had some injuries. Yep. Um, he hasn't been able to put it all together. He looked great, uh, and I agree with you. I think people were sleeping on him. Uh, he looked great. He, I mean, he won the game at the mm-hmm. end. He got, uh, he got he a huge first down to, to yeah, tie the game away. Twenty points. But I like how they used him. I'm fine if he only gets three or four carries in the beginning. And hold on, I'll, I'll build off that and give him ten in the second half because he'll be him being fresh in the second half when the defense is tired. I mean, you saw what happened. Now let's go into the other thing. You got Kenny Gamewell and Boston Scott. If Sanders runs three or four times in the first half and Gamewell runs two or three and Scott runs one or two, okay, and then you have Hurts, that's enough running in the first half. I thought they all looked good. They all scored a touchdown, which was cool, and I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they used all of them because it's unstoppable. I I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop that. Defenses now are built to stop the pass. Mm -hmm. That's where we have the advantage. And then uh, they used them in the red zone, which they took them a long time last year to figure out. Run the ball <laughs> at the one-yard line. Um, but they all look good. Now, offensive line. This offensive line is the most fun offensive line ever to watch in the run game. They destroy people. Mylotta, Dickerson are gigantic. They deplete people. <laughs> then you have Jason Kelsey, who can run faster than some of the running backs, oh, sure. blocking guys down the field. I didn't really notice Sayamalu, which I guess is a good thing, but, you know, Lane Johnson, enough said Lane Johnson's the best right tackle in football. The problem I had, uh, they did not, and Jason Kelsey said this, not me, they did not pick up the rumble, uh, or the uh, the blitz at all. They didn't pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, again, I'm not a football player. I don't know if that's Kelsey's responsibility to call it out. I don't know if it's Hurts. I don't know if it's the running back. To pick up the blitz, although we do a lot of RPOs, which yep. I guess would hurt that. So maybe it's more of a coaching thing. But the pass blocking, I thought specifically from Mylotta and Dickerson, was actually not very good uh, that game. I think they'll get better, though. I'm not really worried about it. But no. and, and like I said in the beginning, Detroit was ultra-aggressive. And they I respect were. that. They got beat by it. Mm-hmm. But they're not super talented. They said, listen, we're going to just throw everything at you. And Hurts beat him with his legs, and A.J. Brown beat him by running people over. So <laughs> uh, I think the offensive line will be fine. Of course. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but it's something to think about. Now let's talk about Sirianni. Uh, well, hold on. One more person. Dallas Goddard only had a few catches, but man, he, but, yeah. he, but but the three catches he had were really good. He had one that was not a great pass, and he pulled it in, and he had one 
I don't know, 20, 30 yard, like probably 20 yard after the catch run. So again, today was the AJ or uh, Sunday was the AJ Brown show. I'm excited about Dallas Goddard. All right, on to Sirianni slash Steichen. Yes, because uh, he's calling the plays this year. So yeah, I yeah. I I really didn't agree the way they actually came out um, in this football game. It was pretty pass heavy for me. I thought you know we should have been just running running the football immediately, and they they had Hurts throwing. I I think you know just going forward, run the ball. It's it's the strength of this team. Whether it's Jalen doing it or it's Sanders or Boston Scott and all these guys. Run the ball, let the offense settle in, let Jalen get comfortable back there, and then it'll make his his job just so much easier. Um, you know, run the ball, then hit him with a little play action. Um, I like the RPOs. I know some people um, aren't crazy yeah, about them. Yeah, we got then, a lot to especially talk when about the scheme. Yeah, when, yeah. when teams start blitzing, the RPOs can really can really hurt you. Um, but Hurts bailed them out. I think Hurts bailed out the coaching staff quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, let's talk. Well, first of all, the overall look of the offense. Penalties, sloppy. Yes, By the way, can you tell me why do they wait till there's one second to snap the ball? I mean, they should have been called three oh, times yeah. for delay of game. They got called once. Yeah, I mean that's coaching. But uh, that was last year too. Like what? What are we doing here? Yeah, you, you, that's unacceptable. Yeah, it, it is unacceptable. Or do they delay know that the refs penalties. like the refs just like don't call it anymore? It, it, the clock will be at zero I, for like two seconds. And they I don't think call they, it. I think once it hits zero, they give you an extra second, and then which Why? makes no sense. I shouldn't there be a buzzer? Yeah. Like, like the yeah, NBA? Yeah, it'd be much easier. It's kind of like a judgment call. Um, Why? Why is it a judge? <laughs> the most black and white call yeah, in all it's, football. It's dumb. Um, but. Yeah, they, they look sloppy, and luckily we're Penalties, playing Detroit, yeah. one of you know the weaker but that's teams week in the NFL. One, yeah. Because yeah, it's week one. Because if you if you're gonna, we had a lot of penalties this week. If you're gonna do that against the better teams, uh, you're probably not gonna win. And maybe that's the trade off. The first few games of the season are sloppy in exchange for a little bit lighter of an off season and a healthy team. Which the only injury this week was Barnett, which we didn't talk about. Obviously yeah. that hurts your depth. Not that I think that's a huge. So so far our only injuries are two backups. When you look at the Lions, who had an ultra, I mean, they were tackling in the offseason in practice. They're, like, ravaged with injuries week two. I think DeAndre Swift's hurt now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, everybody's hurt. Their offensive line's beat up. So I'll take, I I will take a little bit of sloppiness if it means we're a little healthier. Um, I mean, that's, um, you know, a lot of guys were resting in practice this week. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally against it. I mean, I know we were um, kind of sloppy, but, um, you know, you can, these injuries, I mean, sometimes they're season killers. I mean, we lost yeah. Barnett. Um, Barnett's, you know, a good player. He's, I don't think, you know, I'll love Barnett forever because he's part of the biggest play in Eagles history. Um, but, you know, I don't think losing him's going to alter the season much. I mean, no. No, I if don't anything, either. it's going to save us some aggravations when, you know, he gets, a he, he gets his personal foul yeah. of the game. So Plus, it's not um, just about the big injury. It's keeping these guys, like, again, the Lions, I think, have a lot of, like, somewhat, you know, two, three, four-week injuries uh, keeping us fresh for a 17-game season, I think that's the future. Maybe next offseason, I don't think they will, but maybe a little bit more balance. Now, off to what you said. You want to see more running in the beginning. I agree with you to an extent. I think they do too much just straight-up passing every time at the beginning of the game, but I think that's how you win in the NFL. You get the lead by passing. We have a Hurts who's a runner that can run when he needs to. Um but I'd like to see a little bit more of a balance. Because then it almost just gets to the point where you're tipping off the defense on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just talk about the the overall scheme, which I still 
don't, I kind, I think I said that in the first pod, I don't really know. Like, I know what Andy Reid, I know what he does. I know what Shanahan does. I know what, I don't, we're an RPO college offense. We never motion. We never do play action. I mean, this game, we, even last season, we don't really get the screen game. It's a very basic offense. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, are they doing that because it hurts? Or are they doing that because, listen, Sirianni, you know, he's a younger guy. He kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, generally, I think he did a pretty good job last year. But from a scheme point, I think he's a really good leader. But from a scheme point, is he in over his head? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, with the scheme, you're right. It is kind of vanilla, um, especially with our passing game. It doesn't seem like... I don't know if this is Hurts not taking the shots or Sirianni not drawing up the plays, but it seems like we rarely throw down the field. I mean, we did have that, you know, that great... The A.J. Brown. The, the great A.J. Think, Brown play. Yeah, yeah I don't think they're um, going to do it too much. No, yeah, but, you know, when you have these uh, A.J. Browns and Devontae Smiths, um, you know, I think these are guys that can get down the field and make big Quez plays. Watkins. Quez yeah. Watkins with all the speed. So, you know, I'd like to see a little more creativity from even, the passing game. Even Goddard, can, he can move. Sure, he's, Goddard's very fast yeah. for a tight end. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, Hurst doesn't have the biggest arm, but you don't have to have the biggest arm to throw some of these, you know, deep passes. You know, they're just, sometimes they're just, you know, teardrop-type touch passes. And, and he, he did that. With that A.J. Brown pass was a tough pe- he was covered i mean he, that was tight coverage he dropped it right in his hand so i know he can do it cuz we've seen it but can he do it consistently and does does Sirianni and Steichen trust him to do it but again week 1 was ve- like the lions and again they were more prepared for week 1 cuz they practiced so hard uh, and we were sloppy and they were really it was just a weird week but um, any other thoughts on? Um... Well, the last I was watching the, and I know we're going to get into this, but I was watching Chiefs Chargers, and not that it was Andy Reid's best game, but you know, with Andy Reid, you always see shovel passes. You see, I mean, you see creativity. Mm-hmm. Even he had, um, it was like third or fourth and one, and he did a little fullback handoff for the first. Like, there's just you don't really know what Andy Reid's going to do, no, especially coming from. I don't know, see that with Sirianni. He's very. I know. Very vanilla. It's very rare. And I'm not saying all the time we need a trick play. or Yeah. But I'd like to see a little bit of play. No play action. No motion. Was Hurts under center one time? And I'm not saying do it all the time. But it just seems like it was RPO, RPO, RPO every time. I know we got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it. I think with Hurts it works. And with our running backs in line it works. But, I mean... We didn't I mean, have, yeah. yeah, we're just used to coaches like uh, Andy Reid and Doug Peterson, who are just, the playbook was endless, and you never yeah. knew what they were going to do. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, just keep ground and pound. That's, yeah. that, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I'll say for now. Just keep ground and pound. And they'll be able to. All right, so just last year, overall feeling on the team after the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, after the after the game, you know, me being emotional, I was relieved Bond. Be, you know, beyond anything else. I wasn't really celebrating. I was just like, thank God we came out of Detroit with a win. You know, after a few days have gone by, you know, I think the offense looked good. I think there's a yeah. lot of things to take away that um, were positive. Um, and, you know, we've said this like 10 times already, but week one's just weird. You can really just throw away week one. So, but that's if, a, you come yeah. out, if you come out of week one with a win, good for you. So that's a great segue into just briefly going over what happened in the league in week one, but I'll, I'll bring up a couple things. You know, yeah, I, I was depressed. At, I wasn't relieved. I was like, 
really, this is our team? I thought we were going to come out like we're ready to contend or compete for maybe a Super Bowl, but even just, you know, a championship game maybe. I was like, this is it. But now, a couple days later, I'm with you, especially when you look at the teams that lost, right? San Francisco lost. Everyone's Den- Super Bowl Den- darling, San Den- Francisco. Yes, Trey Lance oh, like Kyle Shan- doing. Kyle Shanahan, who's never had back-to-back winning seasons. Yeah, he's... Okay, um, they lost. Denver lost. Uh, Indy... To, to a team that's not very good. Uh, it lo- lost to a prediction of the Seahawks being maybe the worst... Most people yeah. thought worst team in the league. Geno Smith looked great. Um... <laughs> uh, next up, what? Oh, Indy tied Houston. What a on the week one. What a weird game. Um, if you go back to that Thursday night game, the Bills absolutely rolled over uh, the defending Super Bowl Super, champion Super Los Bowl Angeles champs. Rams. Um, what else? Uh, well, if you go, if you're just looking at our division, um, Washington and the Giants both came away with a win. Um, you know, I don't think neither is very impressive. Um, no, uh, I agree. Yeah. Not impressed. Especially Washington. I mean, yeah. it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Who I think are the... I really do think they're probably the worst team in the league. Because what think, happened last year, not Doug's fault. I mean, last year Urban Meyer just <laughs> destroyed the entire organization. They're, they're a horrible team. I, I put them bottom five. It's, it's yeah. hard to be worse than the New York football Jets. Um, yeah, but, the Jets... Yeah, I think okay, actually yeah. Lawrence is decent. They got... Um, that receiver Kirk, who's pretty good, but but they stink. They absolutely stink. I know. I think Wentz threw three touchdown passes, but he he had, threw four, but he had two. Four. Well, but he, he almost he blew the game. Too. He had an absolute he disgusting game, yeah. interception. That was you know it was like off a screen or something. He he he's bad. And I think the Commanders are like a decent team. They're not a terrible team. Like I think the Giants, although you know they won, and we'll get into that. I think the Giants, the Jaguar, like those are horrible. I think the Commanders are closer to the middle a little bit. Like they're okay. Yeah, they have a decent um, roster. And like again, I think Wentz is. He's not. There's worse quarterbacks than Wentz, but he's just not a guy that's gonna. Um, um, you know, he's just not gonna win you a lot of games unless everything's perfect. So, uh, yeah, to almost lose to the Jags. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they gotta win, but and then and then of course we have to talk about the Cowboys who put up a measly three points against. Tampa Bay. You That's know, a season changer for us. It well, they lost Dak Prescott. Um, how long he's going to be out for? I think people are saying what four to eight weeks is kind of the timetable here. I think Jer- Jerry Jones didn't he say he's not even going to put him on yeah, IR? And everybody was like, Jerry, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I think most doctors think it's probably at least a it's six his thumb, injury. right? Yeah. Uh, even if he comes back, your thumb. I mean, you're mm. a quarterback, and he was horrible. Yeah, they looked he bad. Was, and by and, is th- I wish this were a stat. Maybe we can look it up. Does he have the most dropped interceptions of any quarterback ever? <laughs> I mean, every time I watch him, he throws three interceptions that are dropped. Um, and I'm not sure. I actually think Dak's a pretty I, good actually, quarterback. No, I do think he's a but pretty good quarterback. But he does. There's, every time I watch him, they drop interceptions right in his hands. But um, him being out, Cooper Rock. It's first of all, they're rock. already they're already a beat up team. You saw that. Yep, the offensive line. They have a few injuries. They lost a few players on the offensive line. They lost Amari Cooper. Cooper Rush. Uh, you think he's the worst backup quarterback, or one of the worst backup quarterbacks in the league? I, he's got to be. He's uh, not Gardner Minshew, who's actually no. a decent. Gardner Minshew maybe should start probably, for yeah, a couple probably teams. be a starter in the NFL. So, um, yeah, just looking at the NFC East, um, you know, I don't wish injuries upon anyone. It's a shame. Um, but yeah. the Cowboys are in a they're in a tough. Tough hole now. Who do um, they play next week? I think they, they play, play Cincy. The, they play the Bengals, who they want to win next week. The Bengals. Oh yeah, the Bengals don't want to start zero two. Yeah, um, they they were in a weird game with Pittsburgh, but um, 
I, I don't think Dallas. But is that's another upset, right? Pittsburgh beating Cincy's a little bit of an upset. Sure. Trubisky over Burrow. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh there was a lot of upsets. So the Eagles coming right. away with a win does make me feel better. But my concerns that were here at the beginning of the season are still here, which is that's why it worries me. All right. Do we want to move on to the Vikings? Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, the upcoming game this Monday night. Um, well, I mean, the Vikings looked great. They looked great against the Packers. Well, that was another um, upset. Vikings we, we, I mean, we kind beat of, up the Packers. But we talked about that on the first yeah. podcast. I mean, I'm pretty high on the Vikings and pretty sour on the Packers. Yes, um, the I Packers agree have, with you. Aaron Rodgers looked kind of lost out there. He didn't have I, anyone to throw to. He wasn't really in uh, the training camps, OTAs. He wasn't meshing with those guys. He's got so much drama, and yeah. he's got his... Discount double check and Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, he's like he's 39. Yeah, so... He's, you know, he, he's not looking... Yeah. And he has like, no one to blame but himself. Yeah. He wanted the bag. He got the bag. And now they don't have anyone to, uh, to sign. I mean, so... And I said this on the last podcast. Yeah, they got a couple good running backs. Every team's got a couple good running backs. Their receivers are, in my opinion, by one far the, the worst. One of the worst in the league. Yeah. Did you see... Um, which will take us to the Eagles. I'll move over to this and what I think the Eagles need to do on offense. And then we'll talk about it. De- we'll save the defense for last. Christian Watson absolutely toasted Patrick Peterson. Ball's right in his hands on, like, the first pass play. And Christian Watson, who is, you know, in North Dakota State University, uh, <laughs> you know, what are they, the, bu- the Buffalo, the Bison. Bison. Carson Wentz's alma mater drops it. Would have mm. been, a, like, a 70-yard touchdown. So, brings me to the Eagles and what they should do. On offense, I think it's going to be an opposite game. I think that the Vikings' defense is the opposite of the Lions. Uh, Ed Donatel is a Vic Fangio guy. He's going to go a, a heavy zone, not the man. Like they were doing man on uh, Detroit. I, heavy zone, and I don't think he's going to bless him. He no, they, I don't think they, he's going to bless at all. They do it. They do a Jonathan Gannon uh, second half style defense yes. where they have yeah. their corners and safeties all the way back. Yes, yeah, um, so- soft defense. Yeah, but so, so maybe we're not getting the big plays. Um, he's got Minnesota. A, so kind of that's not a problem. Yeah, kind of going into what we said before. This is a game where he's got to spread the ball around because mm-hmm. they're going to have two guys on AJ Brown all game. Get Devontae involved. Get Dallas got involved. Get the screen game going. I want to see yeah. Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell with the ball in their hands in the passing game. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, That's I know, how we're going to beat them. I know Sanders is in the past has had troubles catching the ball, but Gainwell is a very good receiver. Um, I, and, you know, Sanders is feel, you know, feeling himself. Yeah, like, one, give it you know, once Sanders is out there and he, he gets a 10-yard run and a 15-yard run and he's he's locked in, I think I think the screen game uh, will be a lot easier for him. So I definitely hope uh, Sierrani gets a little creative with it. And the I, I want to see... Because Patrick Peterson's done. I, I love him, but he's done. Uh, put Quez Watkins over over there. Go go deep a couple times on him. Now, the thing about their defense, though, is they have talent. In fact, their edge rushers, which, you know, our edge rushers last week worry me a lot. Their edge rushers are the opposite. I mean, Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith are really good. But, you know, I don't think they're going to blitz... Are we trusting Mylod and, and Lane Johnson? Sure. Mylod my, my in pass protection does worry me a little bit because that's a lot more. T- it's not just you're moving yeah. the guy, and he's obviously new, and Hunter and Smith are both um, veterans. So that worries me a bit. And they got Jordan Hicks. By the way, Jordan Hicks, here's a fun fact, has not missed a game from injury since he left the Eagles. Really? Yeah. And oh. he's playing with Eric Kendricks, who's, uh, you know, 
our Michael, Michael Hendricks' brother. Yeah, very, so, good, very good player. Well, but, good uh, and they got good safeties, too. So a, a more talented defense, but total yeah. opposite. Not aggressive, total opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurts is going to have to be the one who, who, you know, wins with the arm. I agree. I think it's a big game for Hurts. I think he can do it, too, but it's going to be a tougher game. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Minnesota just held the Packers, so I think it was seven points. I mean, we, we don't think the Packers' offense is very good, but um, yeah, I, think I mean, it's still Aaron Rodgers. If you're holding him to seven yeah. points, you know. We're at home, though. Rodgers always starts the season off poorly, like every year. Yeah. He always says, relax, we'll be fine. Uh, but we're at home, too. We're not going to have to deal with the crowd, which everybody said was a problem in Detroit. Their first sell crowd in, like, 15 years or something, but uh, all right, let's uh, move on to the defense, I guess, unless you have anything more to say about the offense. No, I, I just agree. I think um, I, you know, I want them to come out running the ball. I think they'll be able to, you know, maybe not quite as well as they did last week running the ball because that was just that was that was quite the show. Yeah, and, but just run again, the ball, yeah. stick with it, don't get away from it. Um, makes everything easier on Hurts. And you're right, you know, they're going to be playing, um, you know, a little further back. You know, maybe the receivers aren't open right away. I want. Hurts to make smart choices in this game. I don't want him to to rush and uh, throw the ball into yeah. traffic. Just take your time, Jalen. You, you got this. Yeah, and I don't. And again, the Detroit game, he didn't have time in the pocket. There wasn't really a time where I thought uh, there was like one or two, but there wasn't times where there was no pressure and he took off. Usually, there's pressure. He made a play. So this is a huge game, and it's week two. We're at home. Hopefully, they get the bugs out. This will really show us what a, a little bit more. What do we got? Uh, going over to the defense now, which is going to be... I mean, I'll let you talk first. Yeah, I mean, you know you know, the Kirk Cousins guy. Uh, he looked pretty good last week, and this is going to be a tough test. I think Minnesota is one of the best offenses in the NFL. You know, they have Dalvin Cook, who's an excellent running back. Justin Jefferson, who I'm just going to say is the best receiver in the NFL in year three of his career. He was absolutely ridiculous last week. I think he had 180-something yards, two, two touchdowns. touchdowns against... a what people think is a you know, top defense. five defense in the NFL um, and absolutely torched them. And then they also We've, have Adam Thielen, yeah, yeah, who's, um, you know, he's older now, but he still can go out there and make plays. So this is going to be, you know... Our they second, got Jalen Rager. J- J- oh, J- how can I forget Jalen Rager's return? Um, the revenge game. His revenge game. I, I don't get it. I mean, we were... I mean, we're supportive of them. I mean, we're that's Philadelphia fans are always supportive. Um, if you go out there and you try hard, well, you give your had, best. He had bad effort. And he, he had did. A bad attitude. He had bad effort. He had a bad attitude, which is why we didn't. Lo- I mean, more than anything, if you like, this is a town that loved T.J. McConnell. I know that's yeah. Basketball. He's not the most talented. No, but he he tried his hardest. Yeah. Jalen Rager, I, but I don't want to turn this into the yeah, Jalen Rager. Yeah, show. I think so, he's going to be returning punts and. Good. Kick it so to him. He's Kick the worst punt return I've ever seen in my life. Make him, yeah. make him return those oh, punts. Mess up. So, um, so let, uh, all right, so keys to the, the defense. Okay, you got Justin Jefferson. It's his first game against the Eagles ever, which worries you. Um, and this is going to be, if you don't be aggressive, and again, I'm not saying Buddy Ryan blitz every time. That won't work. But Kirk Cousins, they just showed the stats he was like the 10th slowest guy getting the ball out. If you give him time, though, he's a lot better than Jared Goff. If you get to him, he'll make mistakes. I mean, that's Kirk Cousins' career. He's been terrible on Monday night football and Sunday night football. He's not great when the lights are, you know, Especially the at the link. Especially at the link. Well, he's had some good games at the link. Some ten- I mean, do you remember when there was like... Ten seconds left in the half. They're at the one-yard line going in for the touchdown. He took a knee. Yes. And the half. And that was – I feel like that's not talked about enough. 
But um, if you give him time, he'll tear you apart. I mean, he'll tear you apart, and he's got the weapons to do it. We don't have to talk too much about Jefferson. The one weakness they have is, uh, and we don't have to talk a lot about Cook. I mean, people were saying, De- I heard somebody say DeAndre Swift's an elite running back. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's well, I don't know about that, yeah. Dalvin Cook, though. He's got talent. I don't think yeah. Swift has really proven much yet. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, Dalvin Cook, though, he's elite. Yes. So if we can't stop the run and we can't get to the court, I mean, I mean, I know that's so basic. Get to the quarterback, stop the run, but we're, that's where we are with this defense. Stop the run and uh, get to the quarterback and just double-team yeah. Justin Jefferson all night. I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yes, double-team Jefferson Would all you night. put Slay or would you put Bradbury on? Mix it up. Okay. Mix it up. Mix it up for Jefferson. I, I like Bradbury on uh, Thielen because Bradbury's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and those... The, the, and he's not going to do it, though. We know we're going to see a soft zone. Jefferson will have 10 yards of cushion. We're going to get nowhere near Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, listen. I mean, it's hard to stop. It's almost impossible to stop a receiver like yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Listen, I would double-team him. I would put two guys on him for most of the night and have have Thielen beat you. Have Jalen Rager beat you. Yeah. Um, Dalvin I, Cook, who's who's an excellent running back. You know, he's coming off of injury. Like, have have anyone but Justin Jefferson beat you. I mean, I was watching that Packers game, and he's just completely wide open. I, it just baffles yeah. me. Like, how does this happen? The most dangerous player on the field has no one within 10 they, yards of Because they're afraid of the big play, which it's playing not to lose. And that's the other point that I made earlier. The defense takes on the personality of the coach. If you play scared... You're not going to tackle. You're going to you're going to play scared, right? Coach scared. You're going to play scared, and that's all I've seen from Jonathan Gannon throughout his uh, 19 game. I guess 19 games now as a defensive coordinator, and all the talk of, oh, he had no talent. He's young. He'll get better. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know why he got three head coaching interviews. He certainly didn't deserve it. Uh, but yeah, so. I guess let's just make our predictions. Yeah, I mean, just one more thing, Gannon. Um, I like Kirk Cousins and all, but he's no Tom Brady. No. He's no Aaron Rodgers. Come out and throw some blitzes at him, okay? Let's yeah, exactly. I mean, and again, Jordan Davis, play him. Five-man front. Let Sweat and, and Reddick rush from the edges. Don't drop him into coverage. But I just don't think he's going to do it. Um, but we'll see. He could surprise us. It is at home. It is Monday Night Football. Uh, so we'll see. But Davis has to play more. I'm sorry. He should. Uh, okay. The fans want to see him, too. The link's going to be electric. All right, Joe. Predi- your predictions for this for this week. So, again, I hate predictions. As you can see, last week I said it was going to be like 21 or 24 to 10. It's so hard because every game – that's why we love the NFL. Every game is different. And it never goes the way you think it's going to go. And – it's just, it's not like any other sport. So the score, I got no clue. I hate saying <laughs> well, Who's winning? Who's, who's yeah. losing? I'll, I'll do win well, losses. Is it going to be a high-scoring game, a low-scoring yeah. game? What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be high-scoring, uh, which means it's going to be low-scoring, right? <laughs> and I hate to say this. I in my, my heart says Eagles. My brain says this is the early season loss that we've seen, you know, year the after Super year. Super Bowl year. We lost Super Bowl year. Last year we had yeah. early season, so... The team's sloppy right now. They're going to take time to get in the form. Um, so my brain says this is a loss, which would stink at home. Yeah. Monday night football. But yeah, so we didn't talk about any of this before, Joe. And I'm, What do you think? I'm feeling a loss, too. Um, I think 
it's going to be a frustrating game. I feel like Justin Jefferson's going to get his. And, um, you know, part of the reason why I think it's going to be a loss, and this isn't logical whatsoever, but I'm looking through the Eagles' schedule. So we play Minnesota Monday. We play Washington next week. We play the Jags after that. And we play the Cardinals. And then we play the Cowboys, the right? Cowboys possibly without Dak Prescott. Yeah. That those are all wins really, in my yeah, mind. I agree. And they'll be rounded they'll be coming into form. However, if the defense stays like this but that will be a conversation for the future. I think they'll get a little, a little bit better at least to win those games. Sure. If yes. they lose those games though, Jeff uh, it's going to get ugly quick in Philadelphia. <laughs> they're not. They're not losing the majority of those games. I, I didn't say they are. I said if they sure. do, I don't and think they will. But deservingly so, if that happens. Well, I don't think it will. Um, yeah. But if they were to win this Vikings game, then run um, the table there up until the Cowboys game, they would start the season six and zero. And I think the Eagles are very talented. I think they're going to be a playoff team and possibly win a playoff game. But they just they're a second half team. I, yes, they're a second half team, and I. I don't think they're a 6-0 team. I think Minnesota is one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah. Um, they are. Uh, they really we, are. Yeah, yeah, they are. We looked sloppy last week, so I'm, I'm penciling this one in as a loss. So um, if, if we do lose Monday night, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to – it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, depends how they look. Depends how I they mean, look. if they get smacked – We'll be we'll be upset. I mean that stuff happens too. I mean we'll yeah, never, but we'll be upset. We'll be upset, but when you have an offense we'll like Minnesota does, um, those things are possible. We'll so, overreact if they get um, smacked. You don't like to give a score? I'll give a score. Uh, give I'll, a score. I'll, I'll give a score. I'll say it's going to be thirty-one to twenty, Minnesota. That is my prediction. <sighs> That'd be tough, uh, but not going to be the most I, enjoyable I game. If... Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you, but my heart says. They could win. Like, it's not like, oh, this is definitely... No, 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 no. I'm not... Yeah, I don't think... Because I think the Vikings, too, what we have going for us is they're feeling themselves. They just beat the Packers. They're coming to Philly. It's Monday night football. And I think the Eagles, they seem very focused. I will give them that. They will... They do seem like... And and it starts with Hurts. The leadership thing, I think, means a lot more than people say. And, uh, again, at the end of the game, we could have lost. I was never worried because Hurts just... The whole team seemed calm, and we won. But um, they seem fo- they seem to know like did, that first game was not good enough. That was not good. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this, maybe we'll end close to here. Nick Sirianni at the end of the game, jumping up and down, screaming at Eagles fans, "What are you doing, dude? You should be embarrassed." Yeah. He was like celebrating like he won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I was embarrassed for him when he did that. I, I mean, I know he's got a lot of energy. I know he's kind of goofy. I like his leadership. Typically, mm. I thought that was so stupid. It was. It was. It was a little bizarre. You're you're a coach, dude. You gotta. Yeah. But okay. But you know, I still like Sirianni. We'll, we'll see. Um. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. Oh, for not not so fast, right. my friend. Oh, we got. Uh, it. I, I, I have yeah. my little uh, gambling degenerates yeah, little right. segment here. As if you anyone listened last week, I had an Eagles, uh, Ravens money line plus money. Was that was that an easy bet or what? Well, I guess the Eagles kind of kept you on the edge of your seats. But this week, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Dallas Cowboys minus seven. That's gonna be a win. Maybe they'll cover the spread. Why don't you just why don't you just go minus two and a half and put that with Tua and the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half against the Ravens. Bump that up to I don't know Ooh. plus seven and a half. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, I the Ravens. I mean, Dolphins look good this year. Dolphins looked good. They, they got, looked they very got, good. They, they got had very talent. good defense. And the yeah. Ravens, I think they just lost their left tackle for the year. Um, well, did they? Yeah. Oh. Or, or maybe maybe it wasn't the year, but I know he got injured last week. Um, 
They don't have a ton of receivers either. They don't have a ton of receivers. Um, uh, Dobbins might be out, and Lamar wants that contract, and maybe he's not going to want to yeah. really run around that much, and he doesn't want to take a chance of getting he hit. He did he it against the Jets. Yeah. So if, he, if Lamar's not going to be running, and he doesn't have too many good receivers, hammer the Dolphins. Let's okay. go. I, I, I agree. I'm not, I've never placed a sports bet in my life, but maybe I will this week. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got our podcast up on Spotify and Anchor, so easy to listen. Please give us a follow. Give us that five-star rating because, of course, we deserve it. And uh, go, Birds, and thank you for listening to Sons of Swoop. Go, Birds! Go, Birds!